Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jared Brandon. Chris Graham. Me, Todd Novak. And we've got a super duper special guest. I am very pleased to uh, bring forth to you, the listeners, a new sensation that we've uh, discovered and been talking to and are extremely excited to talk to, and that is... Florian Schneider of Millimetric Instrument. Yes, Florian Schneider of Millimetric Instrument. Uh, you have probably seen his guitars on Instagram, um, and, and it's probably stopped you in your tracks, and you're like, what the... Um, and so that's why we're talking, uh, because I did the very same thing, and I called, I got a hold of him immediately, uh, because I was, I was in- incredibly excited and intrigued by his work. We will uh, get into that in just a little bit. First of all, welcome everybody. We're we're oh a stride or two into 2017, and I think we the, the collectively maybe the universe is if there was if there was a visual, it would be walking from land onto the edge of a frozen pond. Very tentatively, <laughs> like, is this thing going to hold? <laughs> he snorted. I did. Yeah. Um, that seems to be, like, just the collective, like, yep. a little bit of crouch, a little bit of hands out, a little bit of holding <laughs> our breath, going, I hope this thing doesn't just completely fall apart. So it's a it's a pretty interesting time to be alive, if nothing else. Um, how is it up there in Montreal right now, Florian? It's cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's always cold, isn't it? Not not that much snow, but uh, a lot, uh yeah, it's it's getting cold. Uh uh freezing cold. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well, we're not too far off. I mean, it's pretty cold here. I yeah. I, I like it having it change up and stuff. Do, do, you, do you have like a ton of snow? No, no. We've had some snow, but not a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And the people in um Bahrain and uh elsewhere um, speaking of that, uh, we, I just want to throw out a couple hellos to, uh, we got some new listeners, uh, and, uh, they are in from, uh, we've got some people from Uruguay. Nice. And Bahrain. My cousin and, was out there. Uh, yeah. And, um, and a whole bunch of other places. So, um, you look for those in upcoming welcome posts from us. Uh, but it's just, it's so exciting seeing somebody new raise their hand and say, hey, I'm listening. It's cool. Um, and France, France and Canada are coming in super strong. So you're covered on both ends on that one, Florian. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I think you, you're going to get a, a few more, maybe. I yeah. hope so. I, from, we want, from we want France. all of your fa- fans. Uh, I'll try. I'll try to get them up. All of them, <laughs> <laughs> and you can have ours. How's that? It's a, it's a fair, right. trade, fair trade. All right. Fair um, trade. So right now we're kind of like head headlong into Nam. Um, oh or, yeah. Or Nam or Nam, depending on what part of the country or world you're from. Uh, you uh, are not there right now, right? Nope. Okay. Is, are you going to be gearing up for that like soon? Uh, maybe in a in a few years, I think. A few um, years, man, you'd kill uh, it there. What do you, it's like well, four to that, seven grand that's, a table. 
Oh, that, that's a lot. Yeah, that's that. a lot of money to 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 shovel to, to a, go there. It's a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we we might do it with a uh, with a few friends uh, who has who have um, companies like uh, my friend from Totax Electronics, right, and uh, another friend from um, Ground Control. Uh, who, they they both make pedals. Uh, Totax makes also uh, tube amps and and stuff like that. But we might go down there, uh, maybe yeah. for uh, for some um, because I, I heard that it's uh, a bit less less expensive. Yeah, down in Nashville, it's a lot less. Yeah, expensive. so yeah. well, I'm that's, thinking about going there too myself. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, like share booths and uh, and see what happened. But yeah, yeah I I know I, a lot of people are asking me to go to them, but I'm like, yeah, if you pay if you pay the ticket, <laughs> I'm yeah, going. It's expensive. No problem. Yeah, for sure. But um, I'm go- I'm going to uh, to uh, Vancouver um, in June. Uh-huh. So that will be my first uh, big guitar show. Uh, uh, I never, I, I did the, the Ottawa guitar show, but it, it's it's way smaller than uh, than Nam or uh, any other guitar show. So Nam is the biggest yeah. event yeah. there is. Yeah, and it's more like a, a big ass music show than than it's it's all, all instruments. So uh, it's different than a than a guitar show. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. So, well, if you head down to, to Nashville, please let us know because I think we're planning on uh, heading down that way as well. So, um, all right, but, so, but not, not this year, though. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah, send just, you we'll send you some pictures. How about that? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to call out. Uh, I had a, one of one of the listeners um, recently uh, hit us up, Jonathan Daly. Uh, he uh, sent us uh, a really nice note, and I. I appreciate everybody sending their notes. It you know we would try to get to everybody calling calling you out and everything. Um, uh, and he had uh, another good suggestion for one of our episodes. Um, and I you know we I think we've kicked this around. We have sort of a backlist of episodes that we want to do. But I liked hearing it from him. Uh, he suggested that we do a pedal board build. Um, so we'll, I think we'll do some sort of a combination, you know, like, I don't know how we've got a couple ways of, we've been wanting to do that, but it was, it's good to know that somebody was like, Hey man, do one of these. All right. Well, we can get on that. Um, so let's get to, I don't want to spend all, all the time on business stuff. So let's get to what's going on in our worlds this week. That's my uh, radio voice. Nice. It's nice. Yeah, Jared. It's very smooth. Why don't you lead us out? Okay. Um, I'm That's not... a great story. Chris, Thank how about you? you? I'm just See you later. <laughs> so I ordered uh, 20 sets of strings, and they're the same brand, and they're the, they're the same everything. Why are you laughing so, about it? I don't I know. probably do was that. Was it an accident? No, it was on purpose, because I like nines, and I like elixir strings. Okay. So I bought 20 sets of those. Uh, Elixir strings are really good. I I use them on all all my builds. Really? I first, yeah, yeah, I first, um, when I, my first time seeing Elixir strings was in Washington. I was in the service out there and it was at a guitar shop and the guy said, hey man, check these strings out. They're on this acoustic guitar and they're really bright and crisp and clear. And I was like, holy crap, this is a cheap guitar but these strings sound amazing and he said and they're going to for a long time because they have this 
NanoWeb or PolyWeb or whatever the crap it is. Or yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a coating on the Yeah, on the coating on the strings. Yeah. It, it protects the strings from getting dirt and grime and all that kind of stuff. So, um, well, or, or oxidizing. Oxidizing, yeah. whatever you want to say. Yeah. So, and they, and they, they keep the brightness for, for a long time. That's why time. I use them because... Uh, I want to yeah. ask Chris really quick uh, before we lose the topic of conversation, because Chris is a as a pretty avid and experienced acoustic person. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna crap on the on these, aren't you? Right now, I can see it in your face. No. Yeah, you uh, are. There was some temptation. You just grabbed your ankles a little. bit. I really like elixirs on an electric guitar. I do, yeah. I don't love them on an acoustic. But I play Martins, and I don't think Martins and Elixirs play well together. I use uh, the Martin coated string okay. on my guitar. So you use a coated string. I do, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, the 20 sets that I bought are all electric. And I, I feel the same way you do, Chris. I don't, I don't put Elixirs on Martins, I put Martins on Martins. There you go. But the uh, purists. Well, you know, it's a Martin. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of brands so. of guitar strings I like for acoustic, but. Yeah. So that's pretty much new. And the reason I bought so many, I, I thought, well, you know what? I'm This year, part of my resolution is I'm going to take more care of my, I, I, I don't even know how many guitars I have, electric guitars. I'm going to go through all my guitars. And, and if I think the strings are dead, I'm going to change the strings and, and uh, you know, do more that maintenance like on my guitars. The, that sounds like the best week ever. <laughs> I love just I love maintaining and working on the guitar. Yeah, that's the fun of owning it. Because I don't because I'm not doing any builds or anything. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, Chris. Yeah. Um, I've had a fun couple of weeks since we've been off. Um, I in college uh, was at a friend's house one day and I looked over and there was a very small, very old Fender amplifier. And at the time I didn't know what it was. But he said, it's my neighbor's, it doesn't work. And I said, do you think he'd sell it to me? And I could see if I could fix it. And he said, yeah. So I offered him 150 bucks for it. And lo and behold, it was a 1966 Fender Princeton Reverb, possibly one of the top five guitar amps of all time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've had it for years, and it is awesome. But I've been going in and uh, just kind of cleaning it up and modernizing it a little bit uh, in a good way. Uh, you made it digital? Yeah, I made it digital. But just replacing like the filter cap, finally got around to that. And uh, I put a new power transformer in it because somebody had put in the wrong power transformer and that was pushing it a little bit too hard. So mm. I've been holding the soldering iron and a lot. Awesome. And it's been so fun. And it sounds like Jesus crying. <laughs> so it was play. rewarding. <laughs> okay. It's wonderful. All right. Florian, how about you? Um, let's see. Um, I, uh, two weeks ago, I made the most, uh, I think, boring uh, gear purchase. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, that, that would be a that would be a, a pedalboard power oh. supply. Oh gosh, that's even that is even worse than a buffer pedal. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty boring. <laughs> uh, but uh, and yeah, so that. Led led to um, me rewiring everything on my board, and by the after Christmas I got a, a few a few new pedals and uh, so yeah I've I've been changing stuff. I got I got in a trade um, some pedals from uh, 
Christopher at uh, Shoe Pedals. I don't know if you know him. At sh- oh wait, you posted that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um, a silver apple and a savior machine, uh, one yeah. fuzz and and a, and a drive. So, and uh, I got also a Micropog and a, and a Deluxe Memory Boy. So Holy yeah, moly, you you've been busy. But uh, yeah, but I, I just did trade, so it it didn't cost me a lot of money. So that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> just nice. just uh, just the damn power supply, and that's it. They they're they're pretty hard to to come by used. So um, yeah, that's pretty boring to buy new. <laughs> no, that that's cool. Uh, as for me, um, I. I'm in the middle of a pedal build myself, and uh, I w- really wanted to do something unique with um, the uh, with L- with LEDs, making them actually active, um, so they were responsive. Responsive LEDs. What? Oh, nice. Yes. So uh, I'm super excited about what we've landed on. Uh, I say we because uh, my uh, my drummer and and some of the bands I play in are, um, he's very, very electronically inclined and I am to an degree, to a degree. Uh, and that's where he kicked in. He's like, man, I got a whole bin full of stuff. I was like, let's party. So I'm excited. Um, and provided it works out well, then I, I think it'll be fun slash unique enough to probably do, uh, you know, handful of them at least five and then and get them out there just for you know like a in, little instagram sale or something like that um okay cool we're all good we're blown through this because we just want to talk to to florian about his about his awesome <laughs> stuff um so let's see let me let me do a proper introduction on you know not on you but for you um that would be weird um so I discovered Florian on Instagram. Instagram is my one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. And if you're a guitar player, which is why you'd probably be listening to this podcast, I'm sure it is for you too. Uh, and occasionally, you you know you go through the, your feed and you're like, yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Oh, that's cool. Da da da. And you're like, what is this? Even in the saturated guitar world we live in with guitars and pedals and amps and all the things that go with it it is hard it is harder and harder to be truly surprised or kind of even blown away um when i saw what he was doing i i immediately just was just knocked over and I went through every single picture that he had i went to the facebook i went to his website i was just like I got to know about this. What, what, what's going on here? Um, his, his guitars are, um, very different and not just from a, a, when you look at them right off the bat, you don't go, yeah, okay, that's different. It's, it it goes way deeper than that. And that's when, when he and I connected, uh, over the Christmas break, um, that became even more evident. So I was very excited to uh, ask him to come on the show. And this is uh, his first podcast, so we snatched this one up. What's up, everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Florian. Florian, yeah. Florian, Florian. 
Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> let's just get a real quick kind of set the stage for you. Okay. Well, I let me interject. Oh, yeah. oh here we go. I almost want to say, like, uh, if you're listening right now, um, well, I guess you are listening right now, or so you wouldn't be hearing me. Yes. <laughs> I said that on the last podcast. <laughs> there we go. Um, I, I feel like you should Google millimetric guitars and look at them before yes. we do this conversation. Press pause. Yeah, well, don't press pause yet because it's millimetric, M I L L I M E T R I C dot C A for Canada. Yeah, you need to yeah. see the industrial design going on here. It's pretty to, amazing to appreciate what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, ho- let, wait, wait, let's pause for people to do that. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> um, please don't do that while you're driving. Please, please, please. Uh, you, hopefully we'll give you enough of a description of what's going on and then you can look at it later. Or you'd just be so intrigued. You're like, man, I can't wait to see what these things look like. Um, all right. So guitar. So like we're going to just set the stage a little bit. Like where, what kicked you off into your interest of in, in guitar? Not as a builder, just as a player. Um, I would have to say... When I moved, because I was living in a, uh, in a part of France uh, with my, where my parents uh, live in Rennes, uh, okay. in France, and I was living for uh, Lille uh, in the north uh, for school, and I used to play drums. Um, I started drums uh, around twelve, I think, and uh, so I was living for uh, Lille and. After that, Paris, uh, and I didn't have this. Well, uh, I was playing drums in in my at my parents' house, so I had the space to have a drum set and uh, be able to make noise whenever, almost whenever I want. <laughs> yeah, that's rare. Uh, poor poor parents. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm. I was. I think about yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to play music in my apartment, and I want to uh, continue to develop. So I started to play guitar because I had a friend. Uh, I was play, I was I was already playing in a in a in a band. Well, uh, music with a friend and a, a guitar player, and um, so he uh, gave me gave me a guitar, and uh, I started. Uh, after that, I, uh, I I bought one and, uh, and an amp and a few pedals, so it all started from there um, because I couldn't have the space to uh, play drums anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, who was one of your uh, major influences on guitar playing? Like uh, what what star or or band or? Um, I'm a Steve Albini nut. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, is, is also the main reason why I started uh, building guitars, um, because I was looking for uh, that sound he has in uh, Shellac and Big Black and uh, and a few other bands, nice. and uh, like a really bright, scorching, uh, scorching bright uh, sound. Like, uh, and it's pretty. Well, I, I, at first I was thinking it came from from the guitar, so I started to uh, build guitars because of that. And after I found that uh, it's not just the guitar; it's mostly the amp and uh, and his preamp that he's using. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I started. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your 
It's always interesting to hear what everybody's first guitar was. What was your first guitar? Uh, it was, well, the one that my friend um, uh, lent me uh, was, uh, I think, a Jackson. Really, like, because uh, at the time I was listening to, uh, we were listening to more uh, hardcore music and, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Mad Bowl and, and stuff like that. But, um, so he had, like, uh, hardcore uh, guitar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was but your... I went... I went to a store after that, uh, and I got um, uh, Nibenes uh, AXS32, and yeah, it looks like kind of like an SG um, with a bigger um, aluminum brush uh, guard. Okay. And two humbuckers. So, uh, so you were evil. You were emo evil. Huh? You were all emo and evil, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, nah, I, I listen to, to a lot of uh, heavy music, so, yeah. yeah. Cool. What was your uh, first amp? My first amp? Oh, uh, that was that would be a Marshall Valve State. Uh, I think it was 50 watt. I'm not sure. I had one of those. I had a... Uh, uh, well, it, it, was, it was okay, but it wasn't uh, what I would call a great amp. No. Well, it wasn't Has a stupid it, it PD like I had. It, 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 yeah, well, it doesn't have to be a tube amp to be a great amp. Uh, those Marshall, yeah, yeah. It, I found it to be very unpredictable. I, it just always seemed to have kind of an issue hmm. for me. But that was me. That was mine when I got it. Um, cool. So you you started out and you're you're doing that stuff. You're doing your you know your kind of like harder music and. Um, I think most of us tend to start out like we jump in the deep end. I don't think there's too many people that like when they first start out, they're going, yeah, man, I just want to do something real light and, you know, chill. Like everybody's like, look at the power I have. Yes. You know? Um, well, I, I, I listen, uh, I listen to, to a lot of violent music, but I uh, also listen to, uh, to, I, I'm, I consider my, myself to, uh, being, a really open-minded, especially in music. Um, uh -huh. So, yeah, I was playing a, a lot of violent music, but I was I can listen to <laughs> mostly anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's nice. not just uh, it's not just like violent stuff and hardcore uh, metal and. Uh, Me too, I, man. Uh, I like to Chuck Perlman. Uh, oh huh? well, he's a violin player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he said he listened to violin music. Yeah. Well, that's oh, I think he was saying violent. violent. Oh, violent. Yeah, yeah violence. <laughs> he was playing a lot of violent music. That's yeah. not it. So, well, I guess some of his stuff could be violent. You know, yeah. If you imagine it to be. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably it. the first and only Itzhak Perlman reference we'll ever have. Um, so let's see. So take us, take us from there to uh, your... Uh, were you kind of... Were you playing guitars and just weren't weren't excited about what you were playing, or or was did you need to fulfill another kind of creative need? As, uh, and I'm I'm speaking now as you're going like, hey, I'm going to start building these guitars. Well, it all um, it's all like a I think that uh, it's all like a process that I developed over like with my studies with the the the, the other patients that I had. 
Uh, I used to do a lot of uh, paintings and graffiti uh, in uh, when I was in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was really into designing stuff and like, especially the graffiti part is really, really important in my work because uh, that's the, that's what teach me how to draw and, uh, and to appreciate uh, visual things uh, among other things because uh, I, was, I, was, I had the chance uh, having parents that took me to a museum and uh, all kinds of stuff. So I, d- I discovered a lot of visual stuff uh, being young and um, at, at, an, at an early age. So, um, but yeah. Um, and after that, uh, I studied in graphic design, um, photography. So it developed a lot of, um, uh, visual, um, abilities and, uh, and stuff like that. Hmm. But, and that's only when I, I was, uh, thinking about moving to Montreal to study, um, guitar making, uh, which I didn't <laughs> because I was, uh, by the time the school in Montreal wasn't taking any um, French or any other uh, student, um, only from they, they took only student from Quebec. Oh, so I got to um, I went to another school um, which was uh, for furniture making, called the uh, Ecole des Bénisteries d'Art de Montréal. Oh yeah, I know uh, that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's it's it, it was uh, I studied there for three years, and that's where I studied uh, all the wood part of the right. It's nice. Not it's not really it's related related to uh, uh, guitar making, but it's I didn't do any guitar at school. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think you you said something really interesting. Like, just imagine if you would have gone to guitar school where someone would have told you, this is oh, how you yeah, make a guitar. Yeah. Like, yeah, holy my guitars moly. would have been really different. They, yeah. yeah, they'd be like everybody yeah. else's. Yeah, probably. you're not the only one. A, a buddy of mine um, helped another friend of his with uh, building cabinets and furniture, and he ended up building guitars as well, and he's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. There's actually a, a lot of history. There were, I know, even uh, C.F. Martin, you know, Martin guitar fame was a cabinet maker. Yeah. Uh, before he started making guitars, if I'm not mistaken, and I, I think the same might have even been true for uh, some like the the violin makers of old, the, the cabinet making yeah. and furniture making kind of guilds. A lot of people, you know, ended up making instruments instead. Yeah, cool. And well, some of I, them, I had a te- I had a teacher that used to say um, every cabinet maker. Uh, has to be a luthier and every luthier has to be a cabinet maker because mm. each one can uh, make you work in the other better. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, it's interesting. You started to, you started to dip into your actual um, your, your, uh, cabinet making background. And I mean, for all intent and purpose, let's just say, um, you know, you're not just making cabinets here. You're, you're, building furniture, right? Yeah. Okay. And I think that furniture is, that's where we found an early common ground. <clears throat> because yeah, it's, it's Scandinavian uh, furniture. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the, of the mid century Scandinavian furniture yeah. and it's clear that you are too. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 That's for sure. Well, my, my day, my day job, because I'm not full time on, uh, on millimetric yet. Uh-huh. Um, my, my day job is uh, refinishing um, Scandinavian furniture only. 
Hmm. Right? Hmm. Uh, I refinished like uh, a crap load of <laughs> Scandinavian furniture. So, and I really like those. It's really, to me, that's the, not, not every uh, cabinet maker would agree with that, but to me, it's the most uh, perfect in every way, technical and aesthetic uh, furniture style. Like, to me, it's the best. I, it, would you say uh, when I think about that stuff, and I'm and I'm also starting to liken them to your work, that there, um, the way that that um, it looks, it doesn't it doesn't look built. They look almost carved, and I yeah. don't mean yeah. carved by because it's rough looking. It just it feels like it was always that shape. Well, you you have to because um, to blend um, like a like a leg from a table to a to a, to the top part, you have to make a bigger piece and and after that you have to carve it. It's you, mm -hmm. you don't have because it it's the only way to blend to blend those two together. So it's yeah. kind of like. Uh, my work on heels and uh, and the neck joint uh that's how i see i always see it you know it's it's like a a table joint or yeah a cha or a chair uh, well know. let's just let's just talk about that a little bit really quick i think that's that might be after i after i saw the aesthetic i you know i was like okay wait a minute i'm i'm i know that there's other stuff going on here and as i started to look i think you have one specific picture on Facebook that does a really good job of highlighting this, um, and it's uh, it, it appears to be like almost like a, a like a tongue and groove. Your 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 neck actually slides into the body, as well as bolts. Correct? Uh, yeah, because uh, that principle is based on the the, the work of uh, Travis Bean. Uh -huh. So uh, it's what I called it, or a few other people called it. Um, uh, semi neck through design right so you have the um, it's like a bolt on but it's not bolt bolted for uh like it goes the paddle well i i call that the paddle uh, okay. because it looks like a, an actual paddle right uh it goes in the back with the four bolts and uh um so yeah it's really different than a than a telecaster uh Neck joint, yeah. yeah. Or, but the but, good the good thing about it is is that it gives you freedom of design, because you don't have to think about having a huge neck pocket. So, so on a, for example, on my on my MG6 uh, design, which is a a double cut, the fretboard uh, stopped right at the 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 body junction. So you don't have to have like a fretboard that goes over the body. So it gives you like really high upper fret axis, and uh, that's one example. Uh, even on my single cut, uh, it's you don't need to to have like a a classical uh, neck pocket. Let me ask you something. If have you compared the the level of resonance? Um, resonance let's say yours compared to a fender or a fender type or a bolt-on neck or even a gibson because i've i've never seen a, a neck joint like yours before 
So is there a a certain advantage? Um, Incidentally, when I met my wife, that was the pickup line I used. There it is. I've never never seen a neck joint like yours before. I've never taken serious. I said that to her too. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So is there a... What's the deal with that neck joint? So... Elaborate on that a well, little bit. Uh, it makes, to me, it makes the, the guitar, well, the, the thing is you have the, the strings go through the actual neck and the body because all my design use um, strings through bridge. Yeah. So, and it makes the, the guitar feel more solid. Um, hmm, okay. It's hard to explain because uh, it's not solid. It just, uh, it's it makes a stiffer guitar and it actually pushes a bit more uh, the sustain. Yeah. Um, it, it might be more efficient with the, the aluminum uh, neck design that uh, Travis Bean uses mm-hmm. uh, or used to use um, because the, the aluminum will, will uh, really refuse the vibration of the string and really transfer that to, uh, to the body. So it... At first, to me, was making it was about making a guitar that uh, would sound like the sound that I had in my head, and after that, it uh, I saw that it was a, it was a design a really good design uh, idea be- because I could design any guitar, anybody shape, and it would it would work. Uh-huh. So. And I didn't have to make any um, adjustment on the of having a neck, an actual neck pocket. Nice. So you you just talked about having a, a more solid feeling body, and I think that's interesting because or a solid feeling guitar, and I think that's interesting because I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about um, the actual body, which is, I mean, hands down, that's the thing that you look at and you go, "Wow, look at this." Um, actually, let me before I do that say that when people go to look at your guitars and we talked about this at, at during uh, during our first conversation um not on the podcast but you know I said wow this this is totally these are totally unique these are totally different nobody's doing anything like this I you you were very quick to say whoa 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 hang on I I've grabbed this from this builder and this from this builder and it was like you know, you you've, you definitely have have influences. Oh yeah, that's really important to to me to pay tribute to your influences because, uh, especially in the guitar world, um, right. I think a lot of people um, grab idea from here and there, and don't and try to hide uh, where the idea came from. And I I I don't I don't I don't I I always pay tribute uh, to anybody who helped my work or any idea I saw, I, I will I will say where, where it came from. Cause yeah, yeah, you were very quick to point those things out, and I, yeah. I thought that yeah. was ad- admirable because of what you just mentioned. Well, you, you have to because uh, Well, you someday, don't have to, so a lot of people don't. Yeah, but at, at some point, some, some, people, some people will point out that uh, oh, that that idea is not yours. That came from blah blah blah. You know, it's not. So I, I prefer uh, acknowledging right now my where my idea came from and not being uh, cornered by someone <laughs> on yeah. a forum or stuff like that. So yeah, 
Yeah. Well, that that's the point that I was uh, ultimately getting to, which is um, when pe when if people haven't seen these guitars, if they go to millimetric.ca um, or they find you on Instagram, it, it, when you look at it, you might see, oh, wait, that looks like a Travis Bean headstock, a Travis Bean style headstock, or that might, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, you list that out a couple of other influences. But my, my point was um, that I made with you and that I'll make to everybody else. It's one thing to say, I came up with blank. It's another thing to say that, that the thing you came up with wor works or is or represents a complete idea. And I think the difference, at least in my opinion, in the host's humble opinion, um, the things that you have collected, the influences that you've taken, uh, both from the guitar world and your world in, in, in furniture, represents the most complete idea of those things put together that I personally have seen. And that's what struck me. You, you took your influences and you didn't you, you went farther than than those influences did well originally. it's like it's like comp composing music you have to digest your influences before yeah. because i the first guitar i wanted to build was uh like a fender mustang but i was uh gearing up to uh, to do that and i I was like, ah, I don't want to do like a Fender copy. That's that's kind of boring. Why not being running, trying to be like really original, mm -hmm. but having influence from uh, like obviously my my MG the the first guitar I built was the MG6 and um, was influenced by uh, Obstructor uh, guitar. Well, they they not they don't just make guitars; they make other stuff. But at the at that point, they were making uh, all aluminum guitars that they, that are um, three three quarters uh, thick, all 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 along. It's mm -hmm. it's it's really impressive, and I I really love that design. But I tweak it to make it mine. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let me kind of describe so, yeah. this what we're looking at for the for the listeners um, a little bit more. Um, you are from the from the top down. I'm just going to kind of describe. Um, uh, let's see. Let's go for the uh, is it the offset? Should we do? Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the offset the offset is really what um, uh, put me on the map. I think right, and that's the. <laughs> be, um, I'm trying to remember the model number on that. Uh, it's MGS3. Okay. For, uh, it stands for Millimetric Guitar Shape 3. Ooh, that's, that's very... Um, Simple. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very European of you. Um, so uh, that's the difference between someone calling, it's the Jaguar, or it's like, no, it's the these letters <laughs> well that 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 thing with letter and numbers uh come from the house yeah because they always do that on the like chair number blah 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 and yeah yeah um so let's if we're looking at this sort of like top down i'm going to try to paint the best picture i can for the listeners um you've got a wood um three uh three on three or three on the left, three on the right, uh, headstock uh, with a cutout in the middle resembling a Travis Bean um, or, or design, just as far as it being cut out. 
um, and more of a um, a very sort of simplistic Gibson style uh, headstock. Um, and you've got uh, black machine heads. And then you've got uh, a, a maple neck, uh, maple fretboard. It is a neck through all the way. So it's a single piece like we've been talking about, but it yep. doesn't go all the way through to, from one end of the body to the other. It stops about midway or just, just past there. Your actual fretboard, um, you've got really uh, interesting inlays. So if you're looking down at the guitar, it's in the, uh, it's in the, I guess the, the, they are lines that are in the closest position to you. So they're not dotted in the middle of the board. They're, um, they're set towards the, the high end. Are they, what type of metal are they? Is it aluminum or? Cause the, the, what? the, uh, the fret markers. Oh uh, no, it's a, it's a veneer. Uh, it's a, an actual piece of wood that is um, stained black all the way through. It looked metallic, and maybe it was uh, a different... That's maybe, the, that's maybe the finish, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. Um, and then thank continuing you. down... <laughs> yes, thank you, Jared. Um, continuing down, we've got, uh, I guess, the best way to say it is an offset, but it's like not an offset that, any, that we're familiar with. Um, because it's, uh, it's only offset at the, at the upper, at the upper part of the, uh, the neck. So, um, yeah, it's got a cutaway, but again, it's not a standard cutaway. Nothing on this guitar is, is really very standard. Um, it's sort of a blade style body. Um, I guess maybe, um, you know, what's interesting to me about the body style is that if, if I had never seen this and someone brought a guitar in and said, uh, and told me, you know, this is brand new, it's modern, made in 2017, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. But if somebody had also walked in with the same guitar and said, this was made in 1953, but it doesn't resemble anything I've ever seen before, I would probably buy it. There's a certain uh, yep. timelessness to the... To well, the, there's a modernity that... Yeah, that they started back then that that you could pick up now and say the same thing. Yeah, um, and well, I think the, the, to me that's a, that's primarily the, the 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 thing with offset. Uh, you can design any offset shape, any wall still look like the fifties. Yeah, that's 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 <laughs> true. There's, I mean, and that's what we're talking about mid century furniture. I mean, it's it's yeah, you know, the same stuff. There's almost an atomic yeah styling to it, but it but yeah. It's, but it doesn't look, I mean, it's so decidedly different than classic retro guitars. It doesn't, there's nothing inherently retro looking about it from a, from a, from a face value other yeah. than the sensibilities of that time. It's, it's almost, to be really weird and spacey, it's almost like you went to a parallel universe in 1962 and this was what <laughs> got popular instead yeah. of... Um, Fender. Yeah. A well, go ahead. A detail that I that caught my eye is the material you use for your pickguard and your pickups. And if yeah. you've listened to the podcast, I I'm a pickup builder, so oh, yeah, I'm I know, intrigued. I know. I'm very intrigued with what you're using on this guitar, and I was wondering if. And I'm I'm not asking you who builds it or anything like that. I didn't know if that was proprietary or. Private or anything, uh, but all the all the pickups are my design. Um, but uh, I developed them with the uh, MGS pickups in Toronto. Okay. 
Um, very, very cool look. I mean, just fantastic. Yeah. And the material. Uh, it's anodized aluminum, isn't it? Yeah. Something like nope. that, right? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, you got us. Okay, what is it? Yeah, I was using uh, anodized aluminum at first, not on the pickup. Um, uh, I was using plain uh, P90 covers at first, but after uh, after designing my my own pickups, I was I started using uh, some just flat plastic, and the thing is, I brush it myself okay. to look like aluminum. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I I know the what that. I know what that stuff costs, you know, because I, I'm in the industry. Yeah. So I'm pretty impressed with what you've come up with with pickups. I, I wanted to give you a compliment on that. It's really great. Now, are they, are they uh, humbucker, single coil, or you can get um, either or? I have, I have uh, one. Well, I have two models uh, that you can order for now. Uh, it might change in the in the near future. Um, one is the MM90 uh, that would be um, a single coil that is a cross between, to me, sound-wise, uh, a, like a bright P90 and a Telecaster pickup because it's based on the on the Travis Bean TB500 uh, pickups. So um, I know Todd like uh, wide ranges pickups. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So Travis Bean. Um, Got it. Used to get uh, wide ranges and rebuild them, but with a different uh, different stuff in it. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it was using an Alnico Five uh, magnets and um, stainless uh, steel base plate, but oh yeah, a sick ba base plate. So it for those of you who don't know, stainless steel base plates really change the sound. Yeah, just I mean, it, big time compared to a silver nickel that is standard today. Yeah. And it, it was it was really thick too. It was like uh I think he was using uh, uh close to 18 uh sick plate. Oh so, wow. Yeah. That's pretty big. So <laughs> yeah. I was, I was I was using that before but I I stopped because uh it you can go lower and it doesn't change too much. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to continue with the body just a little bit because I have a point to make with what you were saying about the, the, the stiffness. So it has, it, you have one of the thinnest bodies that I've seen out there uh, where um, it's, uh, it, it almost looks like, would that be, would that be okay? Would that, how would that feel to play? Because we're used to having guitars be heavier and thicker and feeling solid. But what you said about how you devised the, the neck uh, into the body, um, adding to, its, uh, to, to it feeling much more solid, obviously plays well into the type of body that you've created. So you're able to have this, this really thin, lightweight body, but it's extremely sound and rigid, uh, 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 solid feeling, right? Yeah, that's because I use maple. Okay. Like On, on all the bodies? Uh, usually, yeah. Uh, okay. If a customer wants something else, I can use something else, but uh, my, my design goes well with maple. I think right. that's very Canadian of you. 
<laughs> well, it's it's also that I want I don't want to use uh, well uh, I could I could use like swamp swamp passion and I will use uh, different body woods, but to me, I like the feel of maple because it's a little bit um, heavier on the and I like a, a bit heavier instruments because you can you know you feel them you know and you can you know they can they can take a they can take it you know i don't know mm. it's a yeah i don't i don't really like really like guitarists because i always feel that something is going to break or i don't know okay hey, you like the durability of maple basically uh yeah yeah and it's uh it's nice to to paint too it's really easy to paint well and you have i think atypical colors typically we see a lot of like you know, almost stains or, uh, you know, lots of bursts and stuff. And you're, you, you are using unconventional colors, uh, which and, also and, and unconventional paint. <laughs> yeah. Talk about that. How does, you know, being a furniture guy, I use, I use meal paint. Hmm. One more. Explain meal, it a little bit. Uh, meal it's paint? a, it's a, yeah. Meal paint. It's an, an, an old, well, it's, the one that I use is a mix between acrylic and, uh, and milk, uh, but the actual mil milk paint is like um, a casein-based. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's a powder that you yeah. mix with water and uh, yeah. It's, but the, the one the one that I use uh, is uh, is a mix between acrylic and uh, and milk paint. Wow. So let's talk about your bridge design really quick. I think that is super intriguing. Like I want one of those bridges, if nothing else. I don't know, just to have. <laughs> they're they're pretty cool looking, um, and they look incredibly functional and super simple. And I'm really interested to hear about your thoughts on that. Uh, that also came uh, with the idea to be original. And uh, if I if I could you if I could build tuners, I would. Uh, trust me, <laughs> uh -huh. but um, yeah, so it's I was a proprietary just, I was, bridge, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's all my design and not all my ideas uh, again, but uh, it's all my design. I was using Ipshots uh, before, and it was it was cool. But the thing I didn't like was the 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 side of the bridge uh, has um, weird curves that it's really hard to match to the pick guard, even with the with laser cut and it's really really hard to match so i wanted a bridge that is more simple to adjust on different models and um, and situation so i can i just drew a, a big square thing and after that i wanted to i saw um i think it was in ottawa uh, i saw the mike mike sankey had um a similar uh saddle system which is uh, some post that raises or lower uh, with uh, with the 132 of an inch turn, um, and I, I like the idea. But uh, his was uh, intonation fixed intonation, so I wanted to have uh, to be able to intonate uh, differently if if I wanted. Uh, right. Fixed, fixed intonation is a is a bit of a hassle if you. Uh, if you change tunings or strings or stuff like that, right? Yeah, like an old Les Paul Junior or something. Yeah, the wraparound. Well, that's what the yeah, PRSs but you can you can, you like can still on the on the Les Paul Junior you can still adjust a little bit the right. The they angle. have the Allen screws on the side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So um, do you think that there is uh, ever a, uh, a vibrato or anything like that in the future? Uh, it's in the works. Uh, uh. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to take me a long time to uh, to finish that one because uh, a bridge is something, a vibrato system is another. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, it will be based on the because I can't use um, mastery on on the on my bodies because they they're too thin. Uh-huh. Um, I'm designing right now a thin line version of my uh, designs, which would be a, which could be a bit thicker because I could uh, it won't be and it, w- it would be lighter, so I could go a bit up into uh, into uh, in in thickness, but. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, want, I still want to design a, a vibrato system because uh, I think it's always fun to have like original parts, and uh, I'm I'm always up for the challenge. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, hey, look, you've already proven if anybody can do it, it's I, I think it's gonna be you. Um, so uh, I know we spent a lot of time talking about like all the little bits and parts, and there's there's as much as we've talked about, there's that much more to find on your own. So. I'll encourage everybody to go and 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 pour through your your website and your images. Um, really, I, I just I seem to find something new and you and and interesting on them every time I look at them. Yeah, for you listeners out there, if you haven't already, you have to check these these, these guitars out. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna throw out a, a wild compliment here. Um, if I were gonna be a rock star and associated with a specific type of guitar. You know, you think of like Stevie Ray Vaughan and you think of a Strat, you think of Jimmy Page and you think of a Les Paul. I would want to be thought of as with the, uh, the uh, which one was it? The, the MGS2. These are just, oh, these are, these are amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. I, they're, uh, MGS2 or MGS3? Uh, MGS2. Like I just, oh, I, thanks. I, I, thanks. I love Bauhaus. I love minimalism. My- I, I love, uh, Scandinavian thing there is a just an element of design of industrial design that is just unbelievable I've got this is going to be so nerdy but I've got a a watch on that was designed by Dieter Rams and so I'm just super into that whole thing and and these guitars uh pay homage to that in a cool way without it being gratuitous it's just they're awesome looking yeah. yeah, I love I love Dieter Rams. That's uh, another a because I'm influenced by a Scandinavian, but um, I think the biggest influence uh, would be industrial design in general because yeah. you can you can find any ideas anywhere. Uh, you just have to look uh, cars, uh, motorcycles, uh, lamps, speakers, whatever. Uh, you can yeah. find ideas for. Uh, shapes or or details, and I I was helped uh, at the at uh, well I I had a friend we we were um, roommates for a couple of years, and he was uh, an industrial design. That's my friend uh, Thomas. And there uh, it is. I I could tell that there's this really strong influence of industrial design. Yeah. In the yeah, history yeah, of yeah. industrial design yeah. in your guitars. That may, okay, cool. Yeah, can go. I'm well, sorry, yeah, he was he was a drummer um, in a band that we we used to play together, and uh, we we're like big gear freaks. Like he's all about drums, and I I'm all about guitars, and we were roommates for a couple of years, so we always talked about gear and how we see 
design and uh, and simple things like how can we change uh, um, something into a so we always talk about that and I think that's a, one of the biggest influence in uh, in my vision of millimetric because he I think it teach me it teaches me a, a lot uh, into uh being simple and being just in the design like having the the, the right idea with not too much details and still a bit of details to make it interesting you know mm. so yeah i think the word gestalt might come into play a little bit <laughs> um huh? i wasn't being gestalt I understand. Gestalt when, like you know, when the things, when all the things come together and it's right. Yeah. For its own, for. I learned that word in the second grade. Not for the sake of things, you know. That's just a common thing we've been talking about. I think, and that's where you get the industrial design aspect of it, where you. I think I'm going to draw a real quick comparison, and this is also for anybody who's driving. This will be helpful when you see like a giant 57 old mobile or 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 and or like an 80s trans am and you're like wow you guys really overdid it there didn't you you know <laughs> versus versus like a 356 porsche or something that is just like you look mm -hmm. at it and it's just like it it it's perfect you can't well it's, you almost it's, can't talk about it it's uh it's america vs uh, germany <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, but, but but that's but that's that's the mentality. It's like, you know, you've clearly made the choices you have for reasons, and I think that's a defining feature because mm. it's one thing to say I'm going to make this different, and I gathered immediately from looking at your work and then talking to you that like there was there were no arbitrary decisions. There were no decisions that you made simply for the sake of like. I just want it to do this this way without having thought of, but will it make it better? Will it compromise my overall design? Will it compromise the intent of what this thing is supposed to do? And that, I, I think the, it is so clear that this is really, really quality craftsmanship, not just this is really different. Yeah, you can tell that when he designed the guitars, there was no like, Man, it would really look cool if we A, B, C, and D. It was really thought through. It was kind of a Vietnamese accent right there. Sorry, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I liked it. There, there, there's a, a there's um a symmetry of thought, like that. All the 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 uh, everything is balanced yeah. in the guitar in a way. Even if the guitar itself isn't symmetrical, there's there's a. It, it there's there's a Oh, that that's finished. Yeah. When you look at it. Yeah. Well, I spent I spent a lot of time on um, uh, the computer because I, I designed all my guitars uh, at first on paper, but I, uh, after uh, I moved quickly to uh, to a three D uh, program to uh, to make because you in a drawing you can you can see the general shape. But you can't have all the details and uh, and see the actual uh, proportion and and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I, I move I move really quickly to a to a three D uh, program. Uh, so, and I spend a lot of time, and especially on the NGS two, 
which is funny because uh, the, the MGS3 uh, came out before the MGS2 and that was supposed to be uh, uh, not that the yeah the MGS2 was supposed to come out before but uh, yeah. my laser my laser guy uh, switched uh, the the files and and cut the templates for <laughs> MGS3 before <laughs> so uh, yeah so I'm gonna draw I'm gonna draw a real quick um, comparison here so uh, anybody that's seen everybody that has watched Sound City raise your hand. No, I, I meant everybody who's listening, not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a great there's a great part in that where they're they're talking about the fight over analog versus digital and and um, uh, recording. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen this the film Sound City, please please go watch it. It awesome. is fantastic. It's amazing and a great soundtrack too. Um, but this portion of the film they're discussing how music was. Uh, you know, analog and tape, and then along comes digital, and and people were just trying to replace analog with digital. But then they talked about tr how Trent Reznor was using uh, digital, and he wasn't using it necessarily to replace analog, but to use it in a different way, almost as an instrument itself. And that's where I see, you know, when you're talking about, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing 3D modeling and you're doing a computer, some people might say, that's not luthiery. Lasers. And, uh, lasers and yeah. stuff. It's like, it absolutely is because you, cre you haven't created the same thing that everybody else has created w with just different tools. You, you, you're actually saying, what can I do different here? What can I... What can I make better? What can I make mine? What can I make unique? What can I make worth having? Um, and I think that's really commendable. I want to ask you really one more really quick question. Um, you've obviously gone to some um, great steps to, uh, I think, evolve a few things in the guitar world. And uh, without getting too deep, uh, can you maybe tell us, like, is there something in the guitar world that you would like to see evolve? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, the clients. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's fair. Well, yeah, fair that, game. No, fair very, game. very nice. That that's the. I think, uh, and and it's not it's not like an insult to the to 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 clients or to. To the, the gear community, but um, I think we live too much in what has been done and not as much as uh, what has to be done, uh, because a lot of uh, design can could evolve if um, the customers were a bit more open-minded to me. But well, yeah, but it's it's not. It's not because if the the customers will well, I, if the, the 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 gear community would be more open-minded to uh, different shapes, or different parts, or different I don't know hardware pedals or whatever, um, it would be easier for uh, designers and builders to take risk. Yeah, I think the term uh, uh, "high tide raises all boats." Yeah, comes well, to mind. I see that a lot. So uh, my, I'm an audio mastering engineer by trade, and uh, with you know, it's certainly a tension that I see with some of my clients, where some clients will sort of be fixated on emulating, 
They want to sound like their hero. And what they yeah. don't realize is that their hero became their hero by trying to do something different. Yeah. And th- the most un-rock and roll thing you can do is just <laughs> straight up copy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I want my guitars to sound just like so-and-so. That's, yeah. that's not rock and roll. You have to take it to a next level and at least synthesize several different you know, things you're emulating. It, it's, you're right. There, there's almost like, a, I think a great word is ludite. There's a, an aspect of uh, this ludite thing going on with the rock and roll guitar sort of whole thing of like, well, we just want to, you know, make America great again. With my pickup business, I, I make a living on making old looking pickups and aging and all that kind of thing because people love that. And that's that's the opposite of what we're talking about. We're talking, let's evolve. Let's, you know, go to something new. So. But I just want to I want to say when somebody calls me up and asks me, hey, have you ever done this? What if we do that? What if we do this? That's like the highlight of my day. You yeah, know, I I enjoy hearing new ideas. And uh, I was like, where do I where do I want to go for lunch? Someplace new. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. so okay, man, oh man, oh man, I I just want to keep talking, but I know that we can't because we gotta we gotta start wrapping this up. Um, so let's just jump to our next segment. We'll just call that. That's, that's a bit of a, just a, a, a stop Good right minute. there. There it is. That, how's that for a segue? Okay. Our top four category for this episode is our new favorite social account that we're interested in at the moment. And I'm spinning the wheel of people. Chris. I am super into the YouTube channel Uncle Doug. Uncle Doug is uh, this tube amp guru, and I've watched like five or six hours of his videos, and uh, a lot of it's on tube amp repair, and uh, and the way that tube amps work. It's been like taking a college course in the way tube amps function, and it has just been such a a joy and a relief to be like, oh, that's how um, that's what a filter capacitor is for. That's what the output transformer does in addition to just, you know, being an output transformer. So, man, I'm obsessed with Uncle Doug right now. I watch him, like, every night. It's great. So good. I got to have to start watching that. Look, see, it worked. It's fascinating. All right. Uh, Jared, go ahead. So on Instagram, I like Schroeder Guitar Hardware. This guy takes your basic. Uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> you're, you're, I'm never you're, taken I, serious. I know. So, Florian, what you're missing is 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 the sideways. Um, <laughs> he's sitting <laughs> sideways and he's talking out the side of his mouth, and it, and it's just. I always do. I have I all my life. What I like here is a good Polish <laughs> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. This guy makes he takes your basic your hardware that you see, but he puts his own spin on it. So he tools his own hardware, and um, his deal is putting his spin on it. It's kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a an out west cowboy theme type of design, you know, for lack of better. Uh, description and uh, he makes it a lot more precise and he ages it you can get age gold or age nickel chrome um 
I like his pictures. I, I like that account. I like stuff like that. Attention to detail kind of guy. Florian. Um, yeah, I'm torn between two. Um, Did anybody else want to say lovers? The, besides me? Uh, <laughs> there would be uh, Odessa, Od Odessa guitars out of UK. Odessa uh, guitars? Yeah, uh, yes. O D D E S S A, if I'm not mistaken, something like uh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, Nikolai Shore, uh, which would be on Instagram, uh, Shore Guitars, S C H O R R Guitars. Yeah. Um, and those two guys, um, I think they're uh, in the same way of of thinking forward into uh into the design and and uh and building different instruments or different parts especially nikolai uh, shore who he made like a um a sliding pickup but his uh his system is really interesting because it it it's not uh well you you have to you have to look for it and uh, and you you'll see uh, why they they all have like uh, alternative uh, finishes, uh, woods parts, uh, use of materials and stuff like that. So it's yeah, those two accounts are really great. Cool. Um, okay, I'm gonna wrap this up with mine, and uh, the first one I have is Honey Tea, um, which I found last night at the at the airport, and um, it's a pretty traditional design, I think you could say. Um, it's uh, he, he's out of uh, is it Brisbane? Um, let's see, it's a uh, honey tea in Maplewood, um, and and yeah, they're out of no, they're he's out of Sydney. That was probably a capital offense to everyone who's Australian by calling somebody from Sydney from Brisbane. I don't know, <laughs> um, but he's got um. His his Instagram uh, account, uh, he focuses on like he does a lot of really 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 fine handwork, um, uh, hand channeling the uh, the inlays, um, and uh, you know he, he shows all the time he spends uh, he spends uh, hand carving the the necks and stuff and just uh, the later or the newest portion of his account um, he's building a, a hollow body. Um, or, or I think it's, a, yeah, I don't know if it's a semi hollow body. No, it's a hollow body. I think it's hollow body. Anyways, uh, you know, three, three, five style, but just really beautiful work. And somebody who's like clearly loving the painstaking, uh, hand detailing of doing, of building a car, a guitar literally by hand, um, hand carving out the actual, uh, body, uh, for a hollow body pretty impressive um anyway so i thought that was pretty interesting honey tea and maplewood uh, it's under honey tea underscore custom underscore guitars check them out the other one since i'm the host the main host anyways i get to pick another one just like the hey. guest <laughs> um matt overse mattaverse m-a-t-t-o-v-e-r-s-e uh pedal builder has got such an entertaining <laughs> Instagram channel is great. You, he's got cool backgrounds and even cooler pedals. And I, that's one of the few accounts that I was like, 
I just looked at your entire account. I don't know if I'm stalking. Does that make me a stalker? I don't know. But but he's gonna be on the show too. So nice. Um. Anyways, all right. Woo, daddies, we gotta wrap this up. Um, <laughs> pizza time. Yeah, it, it is pizza time. Uh, Florian, I cannot thank you enough for gracing us with your um presence that wasn't really in our studio but over the phone um thank you so much for taking your time oh thank you thanks to you uh having me on because the the, that's a a pleasure to uh to uh be there (laughs) yeah be wherever you're at you're there um it was uh it was super fun and um i think that automatically automatically makes us all friends for life so that's cool (laughs) (laughs) um everybody else out there please 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 go check out millimetric.ca um or look up millimetric instruments and give florian a shout in some way shape or form and i get i am did you have anything that you wanted to say chris no nope (laughs) subscribe well that's it for these knobs please visit us at our website at theguitarnobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs. And check out our gallery on Instagram at guitar knobs. No spaces on that one.